Hey, 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 welcome to the fourth season of Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. I'm Steph. And I'm KB. Steph is a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist who has dedicated 10 years of her life to building multiple six-figure businesses online. And KB is a former network marketing hater turned top leader in her industry. She is a certified life coach helping women to get unstuck from the same chains that once held her back. Together, we have built a thriving business by helping incredible women just like you level up in their health and wealth, all while staying rooted in Christ. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I don't have Steph here to say the hey, hey, hey. So I'm I'm reverting to my social media greeting. Hey, friends. How are we? Happy? What I was going to say, happy October, but we're two weeks in. How are we feeling? Um, I'm here sans Steph right now. She had this idea for us to each come on and record by ourselves. So this is weird because I'm looking at a screen with my own face on it instead of her beautiful face. Um, but we're going to see what happens. So I'm going to record the first half of the episode and then Steph is going to record the second half of the episode. We decided on a topic and we're each going to talk on this topic and just kind of see what happens. So, um, this will be something different, but hopefully fun. Hopefully it turns out and hopefully we don't say all the same things. Uh, so here we go. So again, as I mentioned, it's October. A lot of people celebrate October by being sober for the month. I know you've heard of sober October. So here we are. Um, we know, as you all know, Steph is on this sobriety journey. She has gone from like full on like drinker to sober curious to full on sober. She's going on two years sober. It's incredible. I'm so very proud of her. Um, she and Jay recorded a couple weeks ago. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was when Jay said, you know, like basically every bad decision I ever made, I did under the influence of, of alcohol. And I can so relate. Um, I have made so many terrible choices and mistakes in my life. And I can tell you that every single one of them, I was under the influence of alcohol. So I am not my best me when I'm drinking, which is why since 2011, um, I've basically never had more than two drinks at any one time since 2011. So I say the last time I was drunk was 2011, which is pretty wild really to think it's been 12 years since I've, um, been quote unquote intoxicated, right? I've never been to a point where I can't drive a vehicle. Um, in all of that time. And for me, it sort of happened naturally. It wasn't, I never like decided like, okay, this has become a problem. I'm not going to do this anymore. How it happened for me was more so, um, Jonathan and I had gotten married and let's see. So we got married at the end of October. So November, December. So for a couple weeks or a couple months, we could, we drank, um, But then, uh, we decided we wanted to have Asher. So, uh, we started trying for a baby and I got pregnant pretty much right away. So by, I guess, March, I think that adds up. So by March of that year, um, I was pregnant. So pregnant for nine months, obviously. And then I nursed Asher for 
almost two and a half years, two years, four months, two days. Uh, so in all of that time, I also never really drank. I mean, I would have like a drink. Um, I didn't pump. I just, um, exclusively breastfed him. And so I couldn't do the pump and dump. It was just like, I can have one or none. So by this time, um, nine months plus two and a half years, I'm going on like three and a half years where I haven't been drunk. And at that point I was just like this, I don't need this in my life. I was honestly terrified of a hangover. Like I'm like, ah, like I haven't drank in so long. I don't even know if I can handle this anymore. Um, but I also just started to realize that, you know, there was no downside for me besides maybe do I, have I ever felt like I was missing out on some fun? Maybe. Um, however, um, you know, gosh, the trade-off for me has been completely worth it. I would not change a thing. So it's been all these years since I've been drunk. Um, you all know, you heard my mom's story on here. Our family struggled so much with alcoholism. Um, my cousin, Chad, my chatty, he passed away directly as a result of drinking. Um, both of my grandfathers were alcoholics. Um, I had one grandmother who was an alcoholic. Um, so, you know, it's just been a lot. I was married to an alcoholic, my first husband, um, alcohol has, you know, been a real negative part of my history. So I, I thought I made some notes on my paper here and, um, I remember when I first started drinking, I started drinking when I was 17, uh, in high school, I was a senior in high school, the first time I ever drank. And I got the nickname really quickly to can Kristen, as you can imagine, I didn't have much of a tolerance. I weighed 75 pounds and, um, it didn't take much. So I, I was two can Kristen, but that, um, quickly became like, I, it was like this badge of honor that I wore that I could like literally drink a 12 pack of beer before we would even go out. Um, and I thought that was so cool and people would compliment me and like, they would tell people, like, I remember my ex-husband would be like, look, she just drank a 12 pack. Like he was proud of me. And if you know anything about me, you know, that I love when somebody's proud of me. It's like my, my favorite thing is to make someone proud. So, however, I mean, I could just probably fill up an entire hour of this podcast telling you bad, terrible stories of things that I did and things that happened to me while drinking. Um, there was a, a time when I, um, well, first of all, it's like all of the most embarrassing moments of my life happened while drinking. Um, all of the like near death experiences that I've had in my life happened while I was drinking. One, one time I jumped out of a car going 55 miles an hour, you know, my husband and I were fighting and I bailed and I don't know how I even survived it, but I did. Um, one time I stepped in, I was at a bar. I stepped in the middle of two guys that were about to fight and one swung and hit me, knocked me out. Um, one time again, my husband and I were fighting. He got out of the car. I got out of the car, ran after him. I fell and hit my head. I was unconscious in the middle of a highway and again, could have, should have been dead. Thank God he had different plans for me. Um, you know, and still through all of this, drinking just felt like such a normal thing to do. Um, if you grow up in a small Midwestern town, there's not a lot to do. The kids are all drinking. You're at someone's like farm or in someone's field or in someone's woods 
and you're drinking. So it just felt really, really normal and therefore comfortable to me. It's how I grew up. It's how, you know, like my family, their friends, like it's how everyone socialized was around alcohol. Um, let's see. So I wrote, I did write down a few facts cause you know, I'm the fact girl. Um, Alcohol is a class one carcinogen. It's known to cause cancer in humans. Um, It increases our risk of head and neck cancers, breast cancer, liver cancer, and colorectal cancer. Um, The truth is there just aren't very many upsides to alcohol besides um, like the fun you have in your first two drinks. And then after that, it's completely downhill from there. Um, I also read, and I didn't write this down because I couldn't find it to prove it, but I read and I, I... continue to tell myself this, that as soon as alcohol is introduced into your body, your body stops burning fat because it has to stop burning the fat so that it can metabolize the alcohol. Now I I might have that messed up, but I'm going to keep that one in my back pocket because it's a good tool for me to have (laughs) because sometimes we'll go to dinner and it's like, Oh, I could have a margarita. But then I'm like, Oh wait, my body will stop burning fat. I don't want that. (laughs) It ain't worth it. So I do tell myself that. Um, often. Um, next is this was interesting. So high income and well-educated people actually drink more. Um, they drink more at like a high risk level than low income people. Uh, number three, the secondhand effects of alcohol, like violence, sexual assault, child neglect injuries, like all these things happen as a result of someone who's supposed to be being responsible being under the influence of alcohol. Um, women break down alcohol differently than men because they produce less of an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase. Make sure I got that right. Um, causing alcohol to have a higher, um, so your blood alcohol levels are higher when you're a woman drinking the same amount of alcohol as a man, even if you're at the same height and weight. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. Listen to this. Um, well, let's see. It's the third leading cause of preventable death in the United States. And then this was wild. Um, Andre, the giant, y'all know who Andre, the giant is. He was over seven feet tall and 520 something pounds. He once consumed 108 beers in 45 minutes in an airport. Do you think they still let him board the plane? I just can't, I can't wrap my mind around that. I had to write that crazy fact down. 108 beers in 45 minutes. I thought it was cool to drink a 12 pack before I went out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, um, so Seth is going to come on here as well. And she's going to share, she will have a lot more to share, I'm sure, about her journey and her her journey with Jay and the changes that have happened in their life because of making this hard probably hard in the moment decision, but gosh, such a rewarding choice to stop drinking and to not have that be part of their story. Um, you know, Jonathan, he doesn't really drink either. So that makes it really easy for me not to, um, he is easy, more easily, uh, he more easily succumbs to peer pressure than me. I just say no. And I mean it, (laughs) I don't care if someone thinks I'm a fun hater or 
you know, whatever. I just, I don't want it. I don't have any desire to ever be drunk again. I don't see that as being part of my story. Um, you know, I have a lot of fears around my children and their choices with alcohol, specifically one child. Um, you know, he's already had some run-ins with the law and some situations where he could have been really hurt or someone else could have been really hurt. And that, um, is really scary because we know that uh, genetics play a part in alcoholism and how we handle alcohol. And it just isn't something that I personally do well. I am definitely not my best self when I am drinking. I make choices that I would never make when I'm sober. I I just want that control, you know, like I don't like the feeling of being out of control at all whatsoever. It is my least favorite feeling. I like to be able to remain in control. I don't ever want there to be an emergency and I can't go because I'm drinking or like I can't drive or I can't show up or I didn't answer the phone because I was passed out. Like there's so many reasons. It's also, it's biblical. We're not to get drunk. Um, it is, it is a sin. God says it very clearly. And what I've learned through reading is that, you know, if God felt it important enough to put into his word for us, it's important enough for us to listen. There's a big reason why it shouldn't be a huge part of our lives. Um, Now, I do know people who can handle their alcohol well, who don't make terrible decisions. My sister comes to mind. She just, she doesn't need alcohol, um, but she can enjoy it. Um, from time to time in social settings. And I, I really actually look up to that and admire it because I just don't have that. I can't do that. I can't like behave. I can't be the person I want to be when I'm under the influence of alcohol. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, you have no idea how many times I ended up in a ditch in my car or with someone else's car or, you know, just, I just, I don't know. I I just don't feel like there are a lot of good things that come from alcohol besides some fun here and there. And that is, um, a trade-off I had to make. And again, I feel really okay with it. Um, so I would just challenge you, uh, to take this month. It's, it's already, you've already got a free week because it's already October, what, eighth or something. I don't even know the date. Um, but I would challenge you to, see what it's like not to have that be a part of your life. Um, and then just kind of notice, like, is it hard? Um, you know, do you notice yourself, um, being uncomfortable in certain situations? Do you find that you're using alcohol in order to like, um, you know, feel comfortable in social settings? Are you using alcohol to numb out some pain? Are you using alcohol? Um, I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting to take note. Like, when is it you're craving alcohol? Is it at a family function? Is it every Friday and Saturday night? Is it a lot more than that? Is it every time you're out, you want to have alcohol? I just think it's important to take note of those things. And it's easier to do that when you kind of step back from, from alcohol, take a little break from it and just see what comes up for you. See what you notice. I think it's just important to take a little inventory here and there of how things in your life are affecting you. Um, so sober October. I would love to hear, tag us, let us know, send us a message if you're going to try it out. Um, 
And I would love to just hear what it is that you notice. And if you need um, accountability, if you need support in that, Steph and I both would be um, more than willing and happy to to be that for you. We would love that. And if you, if you need prayers, if there's someone in your family who is struggling, if you're struggling, we're always here to pray. Um, you know, we know God can do anything and it's not the story he wants for any of us to be a slave to alcohol. So, um, go ahead and go back and listen to, I think the episodes were called, uh, KB's mama part one and maybe part two. Um, she just kind of shares the story of her own journey with alcohol and a lot about my cousin, Chad and, um, you know, it's just that, that to me is just such a devastating story. You know, he was, gosh, he was the most handsome, the funniest, he lit up every room that he walked into. He was smart. He was the valedictorian. He was successful. He made a lot of money. He had a beautiful wife and he had a beautiful daughter and alcohol took it all. Absolutely stole everything he had from him and then ultimately took his life at 41 years old. So, um, I don't know. It's just, um, I wish it was illegal. Honestly, I hate to say, I wish it wasn't an option for us. Um, and that's just one of my main prayers for my children is just that, you know, that it will never take hold of them. And it will never control their lives because I've seen what it can do. And it is devastating. People, you, I mean, all the things I just said, people lose their relationships with their children. They lose their marriages. They can lose their lives. You know, they lose their jobs. They lose. It's just, you just lose. Alcohol makes you lose. So I'm excited to hear what Steph has to share with you all. Again, if you're going to do it, reach out, let us know. Sober October. Um, I hope that this was helpful. Um, I hope that if nothing else, it just makes you think. And maybe the next time you go to take a drink when maybe you don't really need it, or you realize you're going to just try to numb something out or try to not feel something that it's probably important to feel. Um, the only way out of things is through sometimes, right? So it's so important to feel those feelings and sit with them because that's the only way to get past them. If we're just numbing out, they're always there for us. Um, you know, when we come back, so happy Monday, everybody stay here because Steph is up next. Uh, and next week we'll be back together and, um, We're just so appreciative and grateful for y'all. So happy Monday, everybody. Later. Hey, hey, you guys. All right. Happy Monday. So I'm super excited to be doing the platform um, this way today because I just, we couldn't really make the time work, but also I do feel like I have been praying over what I wanted to say on this topic now for about a week. And I don't want Kristen to be sweating. So I don't even know what she said. She doesn't know what I'm saying. Um, But I am excited for this episode to come out, obviously, because sobriety is so near and dear to my heart for so many reasons. Okay, so today I just want to come on here and this my part's not going to be very long at all. um, But what I really am feeling led to talk about is. I'm going to just be a little bit bold about it. Okay. I feel like we have shared many, many people's um, testimonies, many people's journeys. We've shared our own stories and it all comes down to this. 
Nobody is going to get sober until they've made the decision that they're going to do that. I've seen many people that I love try to quit and fail. I've seen people go to rehab and fail. I've seen people try AA and fail. I've seen people, you know, talk talk through it with friends and fail. I've seen people try the apps and read the books and do all of the things and fail. And I, I just finally realized that the one thing that had to happen for me and for everybody else that I know that's sober right now is it had to be a choice. And I know that that sounds a little bit crazy. Like, okay, it's just a choice. You just woke up one day and decided you weren't going to drink anymore. Well, I woke up many days and quote, decided that I wasn't going to drink anymore, but I knew in my heart that I still wanted to drink. All right. When I finally quit drinking, uh, there were many, many things going on in our life um, that made me just realize that, listen, I had to make the choice for my son because of other things that he was seeing and experiencing in his life. And I had to finally just make the decision that I was not going to drink anymore because as I finally got closer and closer and closer, I had done, you know, a month here and there. I had done six months. I had done, you know, didn't drink very often. I had done all of these other things and, and it just kept making me feel convicted. It just kept making me feel guilty. It just kept making me feel a certain way. And so one of the things that continues to pop up for me when I'm talking to people that continue to kind of slip away from their sobriety is seeing the things that they're allowing in their life. Um, I have one friend that um, back home, she is going through a hard time. She had more sobriety under her belt than I did. And she just all of a sudden lost that. And along with losing that, she's she's losing herself, Right. She's allowing things to happen in her life that she would never, ever allow toxic relationship um, boundaries that she used to have with her own mom that, you know, her mom is coming in and just destroying her. And when you're under the influence of any addiction, you guys, it could be addiction from drinking. It could be drugs. It could be, you know, porn. It could be eating. It could be under eating. It could be overeating. Like it's so many different things. And so I'm just here to kind of offer help, but also offer a little bit more of a tough love. Okay. So if you are somebody that continues to say you're sorry to yourself, you have a problem. Point blank, you have a problem. If you are somebody that continues to wonder if you have a problem, you have a problem. People that don't have a problem with that said thing don't wonder if it's a problem. Okay. If you are somebody that's continuously apologizing for your for your actions, apologizing to your children, feeling guilty when you look at your children, um, asking your children to pray for you, pray for this to get better, that's a lot of pressure on your kids. Um, that is something that they should not have to own and wear and walk through life with. Uh, it, that's it's terrible. If you think that you're hiding something like that from your children, you're wrong. Kids are smart, man. People say, well, kids are so resilient and they are. Listen, my poor kid, like he's gone through so many different things. I'm not going to ever ask him to wear my pain or my mistakes ever again, right? Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay in the pain that I stayed in while I was drinking and have my son have to watch that. I've watched that. I watched it growing up. Um, if you're somebody that is continuously asking your spouse, for forgiveness or saying you're sorry, you know, you drank too much. You don't remember what you said. You don't remember going home. Like 
that's not cool, right? It's not okay. Um, if you're somebody that continues to, to pray and ask God, you know, to take it from you, he's already given you everything that you need to get better. You're just not stepping into that power. All right. So I hope that all of this kind of makes sense to you. Um, it's really just been on my heart lately to just to be a little bit more bold about it again, um, to be a little bit more upfront and honest. And because um, you know that if you've tried and tried and tried and tried a thousand different times and you continue to fail, that it's a problem, right? I'm not here to say that it's easy because it's not. However, for many people that I know, myself, Jay, my friend Christy, um, a number of other people that are sober now, they actually just all of a sudden decided they were going to get sober. There are many different apps out there. There are many different books that you can read. There is AA. Um, there are many different um, services that churches will provide. There are many different things. Some people need to have a mentor. Somebody, you know, might might struggle in trusting somebody enough to be their mentor. Um, and so I want you to start to lean on and trust yourself and trust God. First and foremost, I want you to know that you are worthy of sobriety or that you're worthy of giving up that food addiction or that you're worthy of, you know, of, of an intimate love with somebody else. You're worthy of giving up, you know, whether it's porn or, you know, other kinds of addictions like that. Like you're worthy of all of the things that you desire. You are worthy. One of my core wounds is abandonment, right? Like I've been abandoned by many people that you would never, ever, ever think would abandon you. Um, family, you know, people that you, your ride or die, right? Like you would give anything for them. Um, I've been abandoned a lot of different times and through abandonment, through any of those core wounds that you might, you hear us say all of the time, core wounds, um, core wounds and protective parts. Um, those are all things that as you continue to go through healing and depending who you're working with on that journey, we have talked about Courtney on here a million times. I've not even gone through her whole program, but just like working with her one time, like she completely changed <laughs> my life, you know, um, working on finding that little girl or little boy, you, um, that just wants to be loved or figuring out what those things are. What are the things that are keeping you where you are? Those are so important to start to work through. I just want to encourage you, um, to start to look in the mirror, to start to say different affirmations, right? Like what are the things where you, um, feel like you're lacking or those feelings of guilt or shame or, you know, for a long, long time, I felt like guilt and shame were something I carried. And then I realized like, why am I carrying those feelings? Um, people make us feel a certain way when we didn't even do anything for that feeling to be there, right? We carry the things that people have said to us or the ways that people have let us down and we really have to start working through those things in order to heal and in order to be in a place where we can start to give up those things. Um, I am starting a new six-week program. It actually will be starting yesterday. So if you're listening to this and you want to jump in, you may certainly jump in on us. You haven't missed anything that you couldn't catch up on. 
And what I'm doing is helping people. Yes, it's macros and we're actually doing, everyone's going to be doing a little bit different workout. We're going to be doing a six week um, vision board. We're going to be doing a weekly call to make sure that everybody has their food planned out for the entire week. Because by failing to prepare, you prepare, you're preparing to fail, right? And so I have a ton of people joining us to do that. And sometimes that's what you need in order to, if it's a food addiction or a overeating or an undereating or, you know, something with food that's holding you back, you need to start to learn to love food. If it's alcohol, um, a lot of times you don't know how to start because the people around you like won't ever understand what you're doing, right? They'll be like, what do you, what do you mean you're not drinking? And so a great way to deal with that is to say, oh, I'm on plan right now. I'm doing this program, you know. I'm just, you know, taking this six week break, you know, whatever that looks like. If that's you, please let me know. Um, I've been doing some information about that on my TikTok and Facebook. Um, so just go check it out. I would love to have you join us. Um, I love to empower people, but I also am not a hand holder anymore. For many, many, many years, I held hands and I'm not doing that because the more and more and more you wait for people to hold your hand the more and more and more you're telling yourself that you don't trust yourself, that you can't do things on your own. And at this point in our lives, you guys, we have to start taking ownership for the things that we should be doing, that we could be doing, that we ought to be doing, right? Um, and so I want you to just really think about all of those things. I don't really have a whole lot to say anymore. Um, I do want to pray for everybody that's listening. I do want to thank you guys for being here on this platform. Um, I want to thank, you know, Kristen for sharing her story. I can't wait to hear um, more of that. You know, I obviously she and I know so much about each other's story um, and our, our path to sanctification, our journey in our faith. Um, all of those things, but it's always so nice to hear, you know, more. And as we both continue to heal, we're able to share more. We're able to see things differently. And so I think it's cool, you know, sharing some of these things year after year, um, after just going through some of these phases of healing. So I just want to pray for everybody really quickly. Um, dear God, for anybody that's listening to the podcast today, for anybody that's been suffering in these different addictions, um, specifically most near and dear to me is obviously alcohol. Um, Lord, I just pray that under your authority and through my voice that they would just hear what they needed to hear today, Lord, and they would just take a first step. Um, maybe that first step is going to be to reaching out to Kristen or I. Maybe that first step is going to be to talk to somebody in their family, Lord. Maybe it's going to be to talk to a friend, somebody that they trust, maybe a pastor. Um, God, I just pray that today they would be able to sit down and break down and cry and just start to let go of some of those chains that are holding them down. Um, Lord, I just know that feeling so well. I lived it for so many years. Um, and to say that I'm free from those chains is just, God, thank you so much. Um, Lord, I want anybody that's just feeling those feelings to be able to just feel free from those chains. Um, and so, Lord, I just thank you for this platform uh, that we have this this place and this space to be able to share openly. Um, I know a lot of people uh, get censored in this world these days for sharing things that they believe in or for sharing things um, that people need to hear. And so we just thank you so much for, um, for the ability to have this place. Um, God, I just, I just pray that everybody listening today would just feel whole and complete, that they would start to feel joy in their heart, that they would start to feel just 
loved by you, Lord, that they would start to just know that even if they have maybe family members or parents or spouses or even children, Lord, that aren't in their lives right now, um, then instead of feeling, you know, guilty or instead of feeling angry, that they would just, Lord, that they would just come to some amount of just peace in their soul and they would start to come to you, Lord. They would start to just know that like you are their father, that you um, you created them before they were ever even in their mother's womb, Lord. And you have just made a way for them, Lord, that they would start to make different decisions, um, that they would start to just glorify you, Lord, in the choices that they make, that they would start to glorify you by accepting who they are, by loving who they are, by looking in the mirror and just being so thankful for this life that we have, Lord. Pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, I know that this is very, very short on my end, but I hope that it's powerful enough for you to just start to make one step in the right direction. As always, please reach out to me. I would love to pray with you. I would love to talk to you. I would love to, um, to just maybe give you some of that honest, bold, slap in the face truth that you need. Um, and we will be back here next week. We love you guys. Okay, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.